More than 50 years ago, Eric von Däniken published his arguably most influential piece of work, Chariots of the Gods, that posited extraterrestrials may have been represented as deities in the days of human antiquity. These figures in ancient mythology possessed advanced knowledge of things like mathematics, medicine, and even flight. The gods were often described as having divine craft that allowed them to travel vast distances over land in mere moments. One example are the vehicles flown by the gods taken from interpretations from Hindu mythology. It is said that some of these objects were powered by thought and could shine as bright as the sun when they took to the air. Descriptions that often seem to closely resemble modern reports of UFO sightings. This case file joined the theorists as they show they don't know a whole lot about the Mahabharata while discussing the Manas. Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing Case File 193, Vimanas. I'm Braden. I'm Zel. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. I just want to start this one off to say that you know how nice it is to have a dedicated studio room again and not have to flip my mattress <laughs> up <laughs> against the wall to record? Uh, I mean, this is an absolute treat uh today so i'm back in i've got island studios fully set up again you're out of uh conspiracies closet yeah den of depravity yes <laughs> I'm, I'm out of there um speaking of conspiracy andrew you better watch yourself man i was getting some oh. text messages from conspiracy about listen some facebook guys yeah the guys you guys were having guys a fucking career bully like what am i supposed to do what he am i supposed the same to do thing. he said guys the same thing about you Huh? You said the same thing about you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fucking right. Aren't you going to meet him like uh what you're meeting him at the bike racks or something or? Oh yeah, oh, that's what I'm saying. Beef. He's like, he, well, no, he's trying. He's like, he's like, come on, guys, let's get conspiracy versus mongoose. Like, I'm like, yeah, man, you want to fight? Like, let me see if I can get the day off work and get somebody to watch my kids so we can go fight each other. Like, what, <laughs> we're Sunday fucking adults. Pay per view. Conspiracy. Like, you know why, Mister Conspiracy? He he saw how much Jake Paul and all these YouTube TikTokers yeah, are making. Exactly. <laughs> We can make a whole total of thirty five dollars. Yeah how how many pay per view <laughs> pay per view pies will conspiracy versus the mongoose get? All I all I said is like, dude, just find a different way to try and stay relevant. Like you don't, we don't need to fight. Like you uh -oh. can find another way to do it. Like uh oh, uh -oh. you have them's fighting, them's yeah. fighting words. You I guess up I don't know, man. Like listen, I live pretty far away from the bridge she lives under, so I got a good head start to run away. Hmm. But you know, if I got listen, you know what? If I have to, I got it right. I've been beat up before. It's fun. Yeah. You survived. He, you know, one of the things I was thinking about when looking into this case today, uh, while I was sweating all day trying to get the studio set up <laughs> and crawling in crawl spaces, pushing spider webs out of my way, mm. screaming and crying, delicious, uh, trying to fix coaxial cables. One of the things I thought I was like, why? Why do you guys think that we're so quick to kind of discount technologies? of 
the pa- passivizations. Like, do you guys think that there's a chance that some of these civilizations in the past have come up with these technologies that we've already that we have now today? Like, they're just we're just rehashing them now. Like they've fa- think about they've that? been found are bef- identified before and used before. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the reason we don't take it at face value is that either we don't have public access to the information or it hasn't been found. Like, you know, when they say, like today we're talking about Vamanas, and as far as we know, they haven't recovered one, doesn't mean they didn't exist at one time. Well, hey, the Avro Arrow existed at one time, and we can't find any remnants of that either. Well, you can if you know where to look. Boys, we've all seen the video. Fucking Tyson McNeely, 1995. There's somebody in the crowd with an iPhone, right? Come on now. It's true. We got proof right there. And that's not that long. What more do you need? Hmm. Listen, I'll tell you right now. Anything's fucking possible. I installed a new hard drive and got all this fucking thing figured out all by myself. <laughs> all right? Anything is possible if you put your mind to it. You heard it here first. Dan, what do you think? <laughs> I think, yeah, like like Zell said, is we haven't found enough supporting evidence to kind of to put these ideas out there. So the, uh, people can make all kinds of claims. Like you can make a lot of claims about these things existing or uh, civilizations were perhaps more advanced than we thought they were. And relatively more advanced, like perhaps some some civilizations had uh, devised, you know, uh, units of measurement or standardized units of measurement or something like that that that's that's good like that that's pretty much that's feasible but stuff like flight and um you know electricity uh, circuits things like these which people have make they make a lot of claims and i see they're all over the internet but there's just like there's not a lot to support them so either they haven't found the evidence yet or um or they're not able to infer like they're not able to provide enough pieces of the puzzle to be like we can infer that these civilizations had it or it's buried they found it they buried the information they it's all hidden in the smithsonian basements and deep in the archives right it's yeah. hidden in the or antarctic in the vatican. or in the vatican or in the antarctica or in the marianas trench um so that brings us to Vim- vimanas and what the hell is a vimana <laughs> <laughs> sounds badass i thought it was glance. a drink I'm sure. I, <laughs> Isn't that part of the fucking Beach Boys song? Yeah, that's what I thought. Come on, pretty, come on, pretty mamas. mamas. Mm-hmm. Might be Key Largo Montego. Might, might be close there. I think so. Pretty sure. So Vimanas, if you don't know, I think most <laughs> for people like Vimanas always comes up because it's one of the favorite topics of uh, ancient aliens. Like that shit, that shit always pops up. It's uh, one of David Childress's favorite things to talk about Vimanas. Um, oh yeah. Uh, Eric Von Daniken yep. like devotes a lot to it as well. Like it's a lot of the ancient astronaut theory, like Vimanas. So Vimanas, uh, like <clears throat> factually the word, like I, like the word actually means measuring out or traversing. Um, Fly, and flying these, machine. What? Or flying machine. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> so literally in Sanskrit, it means that. So Vimana, you know, to some people represents some sort of flying machine. But we have descriptions uh, from the Vedas, uh, which are ancient uh, Sanskrit epics and, and writings and things like this. So uh, in Hindu scriptures, you have descriptions of these 
these structures or some people interpret them as powered aircraft uh, from ancient epics of India and Pakistan and some places like that. So um, it, they have these descriptions of these uh, craft for like, like that. That's what they like to describe them as like the ancient alien crowd like to describe them as this. They, they have a couple of uh, uh, parts that they quote from the Sanskrit epics. So you have Sanskrit epics like the Ramayana and the Mahabharata, which are the two big ones, um, which are essentially the Iliad and the Odyssey of like Hindu culture. Ancient, um, yeah. So they're they're like ancient stories that uh, tell of perhaps factual events because the Iliad was always thought to be like a work of fiction. It was thought for a while like it was meant like that Troy never really existed, that it wasn't a real right. place until they actually found it. Like, or they found what it was a good... Um, they're pretty sure it was, it was somewhere in Turkey and like they found structures and they're like, this is perhaps what the, the remains of Troy after it was destroyed in the Iliad. Well, it's like, it's funny because so many people are so quick to scoff at mythology. Right. And it's like, at, at the same time, it can be used as another form of fucking in information in history. Mm -hmm. Like you look at the Bible, for instance, you know, some might say it's all true, but you know, most people are going to say, yeah. You know, yeah. there's parts of it that is true, though. There's actual factual history within that Bible. Right. Most of it, not so much. But so who's to say we got to discount all these other f different forms of mythology, right? Yeah. Right. Agreed. And the Ramayana and the Mahabharata are, some, are known to be some of the oldest uh, epic pieces of epic literature uh, in the world. Um, they're, they're not the oldest, but they're definitely also, but they're the longest that we have. And they consist of nearly like 24,000 verses. So if you want to go through one of them, like you can, you can find them very easily. They have publicly sourced translations online. Like you can find them and go through all of them. Um, uh, most scholars put the, the text, like they, they date the text from probably the seventh to the fourth centuries BCE for the Ramayana and the Ramayana narrates the life of Rama, who is a legendary prince from Ayodhya, uh, which is a city in the kingdom of Kosala now. So and then the Mahabharata, uh, narrates a struggle between two groups of cousins. So it's, it's a, like a legendary war, uh, between two families and two princes oh, and yeah. then who their doesn't successors. Cousins? Yeah. <laughs> it's always a good story there. It sounds like an epic video game lore. Yeah. Right off the bat. They're, they're nuts. Like they're, they're like in a crazy way. Like it's just like the Iliad and the, the, and the Odyssey, which are, which are really cool stories. There's a lot of stuff in there. Um, uh, mythology wise and I know epic wise. And there's a lot of descriptions of fantastical creatures and, you know, mythological weapons and things like that. So you get all this cool stuff. It's, it's, it's not unusual to see like there's gods and demons and um, ancient monkey gods, mm. all kinds of neat stuff in there. Uh, so, you know, like Andrew said, some of the stuff that's contained within the Bible, not exactly can be taken literally, but there's a lot of stuff in there that are descriptions of historical events, uh, which are supported today by like archaeological finds that, that, um, that we've managed to excavate and find evidence that like, yeah, this stuff actually happened. Yeah. So it's cool. Even if you get only, you know, 5% of the stories are true. Some of those 5% stories are mind boggling. 
Yeah, and so some of the the biggest ones that the so ancient- are we saying that basically the Bible's like Forrest Gump, where they made a character that goes through real events. I mean, there's no, I mean, there's no singular character in the Bible. I don't like the rest are support. I, I don't know who you'd put as the singular character, but now you have things like uh, the Mahabharata and the Ramayana have these descriptions of these Vimanas. So Vimanas, there's a couple of descriptions within these these sacred texts that seem to indicate that these are some tor- some type of flying device. So um, one of the the big quotes you'll get. Uh, from some of the uh, the ancient astronaut lore is you'll get the according to ancient Indian texts and they're they're refer usually when they say that they're referring to these two usually these two um these two epics. these two texts yeah and then they say that people had these flying machines which are vimanas and they describe them as these double decker or multi layered mm-hmm. circular aircraft uh, with portholes and or a dome on top ancient and. Indian theorists theorize that they're like the, the descriptions of them are very reminiscent of, you know, like a dome saucer shape. But yeah. And you have a couple of the, like there's a couple different ones. Like the, the descriptions in the, the actual books themselves seem to vary about right. what exactly of a mana looks like. So you do have some that uh, seem to be described as that. A lot of them are described as um, like, celestial chariots almost so these are these are vehicles that are either um conveyances of the gods Mm -hmm. or they are uh craft or crafted by the gods and given to mortals uh for their you know as rewards for heroic deeds and whatnot uh and that's that's the descriptions that you get from these from these epic from these epic poems they're the it's the chariots of the gods that's pretty sure where that's danikin god is Name for his, his book. name for the book. Like he, that's what they call right. them. They refer to them as chariots of the gods. They're and they're depicted in like ancient art as like carrying gods through the sky. Sometimes they look like the figures in them are wearing some type of flight suit. In some of them, it, it's funny because a lot of the times when I look at them, I see a pyramid shape, mm-hmm. like looking yeah. like a flying pyramid, which like lines up again with Terry Lovelace and the recent fucking sightings that we've had. I don't know how long ago. Fucking pyramids. Pyramid shape. Hmm. That's a good point too, because with the pyramid shapes, you know, we we did watch that video of that recent jet that is pyramid shaped. It looks like a pyramid shape when it's from underneath when it's flying. But again, that goes to the point of like, what better way to hide your craft than to make people go like, that's a UFO? Because instantly people are going to be like, you didn't see that. Yeah, <laughs> it's genius. And not all the crafts are pyramid shaped, though. Some of them are depicted as kind of like a elongated maybe cigar shaped like a fat cigar and that's the one they actually took on uh ancient aliens and they put it in a wind tunnel like a scaled down model that they had reverse engineered from the a micro machine <laughs> <laughs> Damn, micro machines are awesome with, yeah with, for, a, with for, a vacuum set to blow yeah my micro machine uh vimana mm-hmm. and they put it in an air tunnel and it did generate mild lift how they built it very right. mild and that 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 diagram and that that model the, the that they well the diagram that they used to to model that craft is actually from another text uh not the ramayana or the mahabharata but there's another text called the vaimanika shastra um which is 
technically doesn't really qualify for ancient at this point. Uh, it, it's said to have been channeled or dictated to the off the actual author uh, from the spirit world in 1918, and they put down these diagrams of these things. So he so, he's um, seen it in his in a dream, and then he wrote about it. Right. So the the text was act, like the existence of this text was actually uh, put out in 1952 by the by J.R. Joyser or Joyser. Yeah. Joyser. Joyser. And and then he's saying that it was written by Pandit Subaraya Subaraya Shastri, who lived from 1866 <laughs> to 1940. Dan's killing and the then, names, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah killing the names. Um, Practicing in the mirror before the fucking <laughs> podcast, for sure. Sweating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then he like he had it dictated to him by uh, by like an ancient uh, like a uh, like an ancient um, a god or something ghost well a ghost. ghost like a like a, it was an important it was a like a religious figure um, or would you say a holy ghost I mean to them yeah sure <laughs> it was like the ghost like a the, the spirit of like a, a holy man. Uh, had given him the the information about these about these vimanas and like how they how they functioned, um, what they look like, what they were made of. Um, so, uh, like I said before, the actual vimana that they make or they model in the ancient aliens one is actually a type uh, from that book. Um, there were four, there's actually like four different types within that book. So you have the Shakuna, the Sundara, the Rukma, and the Chapura Vamana. Uh, the Chapura Vamana is the one that they modeled in the in the Ancient Aliens episode. And that one is actually an all-terrain Vamana from descriptions within the book. Uh, it had retractable so wheels. So trans transmedium. Yeah. So it could go from air to land uh, to sea. Uh, it, it very much resembles a, a submarine. Uh, if... if um, I don't know. I think Zell. G.I. Joe's can do that too. Wait. So before I show the picture, so all four of these Vimanas are not directly translated from the texts, or they they they're not they're not from the Ramayana or the Rig Vedas or any of the traditional Hindu texts. They're taken from the the pictures of them right. and the descriptions are taken from this other piece of literature, the Vaimanika Shastra, which was uh, popped up in 1952. Right. So the those, the two epics we're talking about, I'm not going to try and repeat them. They do talk about Vimanas that they were flying vehicles, but they don't really give the descriptions. We get the descriptions well, <laughs> mainly from this one or? So like a direct translation of a description of the Vimana, uh, there is one from the actual Ramayana. So like a standard translation goes like this. So, and the mighty monkey ascended the splendid car Pushpaka. So Pushpaka was actually a type of Vimana in the, it's, it's like a, it's translation something like flower car or like flower boat, something like that. Um, so the car Pushpaka containing figures of wolves made of Kratasarara and Haranya graced with ranges of goodly pillars as if blazing in splendor throughout garnished with narrow secret rooms and saloons piercing the heavens and resembling Meru or Mandara and like unto the flaming sun skillfully reared by Vic. Vikwa Karma with golden staircases and graceful and grand raised seats, rows of golden and crystal windows and daises composed of sapphires, emeralds and other superb gems embellished with noble vidrumas, costly stones and round pearls, as also with plastered terraces, pasted with red sandal like unto gold and furnished with a sacred aroma and resembling the sun new risen. 
Mm. Quite right, yes. So that is like, that's an actual description of a type of Vimana, like one of the, the, the flying conveyances yeah. that are, I like in the, the part about the, the monkey, monkey. <laughs> call a flying car. Yeah, like the part about the monkey. Well, I mean, I mean the, the famous monkey god from the Hindu is Hanuman. Like Hanuman is the, the famous monkey god from the, the Ramayana, the Ramayana. Um, and he's a pretty cool dude in his own thing. Like, <laughs> if you ever want to read, read a cool story, get a translation of the, <laughs> the Ramayana or the Mahabharata because they're they're fucking nuts. It's like a, it's epic. It's epic fantasy story. Like you, you can't. There's gods fighting demons and like, when you got spaceships. It's like fucking Star Wars, man, with like space monkey gods and stuff. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, like Hanuman, the the monkey king, essentially had all kinds of crazy powers. Like he could king grow Louis. to giants. Well, he could grow to giant sizes. Uh, he could shrink himself down. Uh, he could grow like a hundred arms and things like that. So all kinds of crazy powers and stuff like that. But uh, that's one of the descriptions. But you know, as far as Vimanas are concerned, like that's one of the traditional translations of a description of a Vimana. Right. Now the other Vimanas, the the one that they work off of usually for usually for most of the ancient astronaut stuff is from the Vai Manika Shastra. So that's, those are the, the, this is where you get descriptions of these craft, like how they moved, how some of them are powered. So for example, like I said, the, the Tripura one, it, it gave examples, like there, there are drawings of it and it has like retractable wheels. Uh, it was somehow uh, solar powered. There's a description of like it being solar powered, uh, somehow powered by the the sun and an interaction with sunlight and some type of acid uh, to make it waterproof. So it could it could go under the water. Uh, it was said to have been covered in some type of cloth known as milk cloth. I'm not 100 percent sure what so that is. What we have here is a <laughs> trans medium vessel, just like the one we just seen in the uh, USS Omaha release. And so. <laughs> Like, I mean, and when was this, when was this depiction made? So, like I said, the, the text was revealed in 1952. Like technically it didn't exist to the public or it didn't exist until 1952. Uh, It wasn't publicly known about until 1952. So like when, when's that picture getting drawn? That's my question. So. They're saying that the he J.R. Josier, the guy who yeah. uh, revealed it or brought this this text to the public, uh, said it was actually like this was written in 1918, mm. somewhere okay. around then. So 1918, 1923. So hear, hear me out. Just follow me. If if you if I had to if I saw something that came from let's say came from the sky, it landed on the ground. I, I, I watched it, it lifted off and then it went and it just took a dive into the water and I watched it in the water and then I watched it take off again. And then you were like, draw a picture of it. And I'd be like, Hey, I'll like, give it some wheels. Well, it's got wheels. Cause I saw it on the land and this little propellers. Cause I, I saw it, I saw <laughs> it shoot under the water. So it's got to have something that shoots out to go that like, that's how I might draw it to explain everything that it did. Like I was like, when I looked at that photo the first time, I was like, okay, well maybe he's drawing it because these are all the things that this person saw this thing do. And maybe that's more referring to why we don't see or hear sightings like this now is because they don't quite look like that, but this is 
a trans medium, which, you know, we hear about and see lots uh, today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so the, the literature, the book actually goes into detail, like how about some of these are powered or, uh, like these, these are what were revealed to the author as, um, power sources for some of these. So you have another one, um, uh, all of these Vimanas like vary except for the Shakuna and the Sundara, which kind of look a little bit similar, um, you have like the, some of them are powered, like the Shakuna one is like, it's said to fly like a bird. So it's got like, it's the very first Vimana. I don't know if Zell has the, the, the picture of it. It's the one that's got the wings and it's got the tail. It has like a bird on the back. It actually has like, it's like a bird body with a pyramid on top. Right. So it's like, yeah, it's like a pyramid or like a, a, a that's set the of dumbest shit or something I've like ever that. seen. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not flying. That's not flying. But in, in the text, it describes like those, those wings that are off the, off the, off the sides. Like he says that those are used, utilized and flying. Like those are important for it to fly. Well, the, like those are yeah, I mean, you would need the wings definitely if, if you have, cause in this depiction, they're using a propeller. So it's got to be generating you know, some force. So you're going to need wings for lift. Only makes sense. Right. But the wings move. They're supposed to move like, oh, like up and flapping. down like a bird. Like, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So the, the descriptions in the books is saying that these are that, like, those are that the movement some, of those wings, some steampunk shit. Steam. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of these things are, are, are um, this is like they, what's Loveless's uh, contraption from wild, wild west. <laughs> Yeah, one of them actually looks like a giant spider. <laughs> um, so one of the other more interesting ones, I think, is the Sundara one, which this is the one that they describe, like, like describes actually like the interior, the internal mechanisms of this craft in, in the book. So uh, this thing had is equipped with a, a chimney, uh, gas powered engines, uh, and it's also powered by electricity. Well, a combination, apparently, of both electricity and donkey urine. I thought it was mercury <laughs> and donkey urine. That's the other one. Oh, that's the other one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll get the to, other one. We'll get to that's that one. What do they have in common? <laughs> piss. We'll get to that one. These are piss-powered engines, but man. Why the piss? Better than that. Why, why the piss? And I think I, the I, truckers have been tossing their jugs out all these all years. All this gold they've been tossing out. how sustainable piss is, right? Come on now. It's perfect. We've all seen Waterworld. Yeah. <laughs> it's big, though. Um, it's a big craft. 80 feet. Yeah, donk, have you seen a fucking donkey piss? It's a lot of piss. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah most of these craft are, are fairly large. Like they're they're pretty huge. Um, they're not small. And so they would require a lot of energy to move them in a, you know, to our knowledge of physics, like these things, if you were to apply traditional aviation physics to these craft, you would need a lot of energy or, you know, something to move these craft. Um this one, uh, like the, these actual, like this book was actually taken by um, a group of engineers, uh, Indian scientists and uh, from an aeronautical engineering and mechanical engineering departments at Indian Institute for Science in Bangalore um, that like they took the book and they actually like made a review of it. Like they put together an academic like uh, critique of the craft. Uh, they put together an entire research paper about it, like going into the the claims that these these craft were, um, you know, airworthy. <laughs> Some so a lot of the information that you get, a lot of crit like crit like 
I would say valid criticisms that you get of some of these. Um, but they do kind of try to figure out, like possibly try to apply some of the principles. So right. like the Sundara one with its chimney and its engines, um, they're saying that perhaps like they said, well, maybe it could be not just like a craft, perhaps it's a model for an engine itself. So you can mm. have kind of like hot air sucked in through the bottom and it's expelled out the top. But then in the book, it says that it, the craft moves in the direction of that expelled gas. So the gas is like moving wherever the gas is moving out. It's moving in that direction. It's actually, which kind of what? Oh, wait, it's moving with the propulsion. So if yeah. I had, so like, like, so if, if you, you have had your jet rocket, engine pushing the gas out, right, it's moving in <laughs> that direction. So you need, you need to flip your rocket upside down, launch it <laughs> and then fly to the moon. Well, yeah. yeah, like your like chase it, the that's flame. That's how they baby. describe it. Like the the expulsion of the gas goes out like the top, you know. It, but that's the direction that the craft goes in. It goes up the direction well, of the expulsion. That's not how physics gas. works. Well, maybe no. Well, maybe we're at some we're at some lost technology mm -hmm. then. Exactly. You you boys are thinking fucking horsepower. We're talking piss power here. All right. Different physics <laughs> that goes work. Where it wants. Different physics at work. Time. Whatever comes out the as the exhaust is actually anti-gravitic and that's why it follows. Piss so power. yeah, and you can't and you can't mention anti-gravity without mentioning mercury nope. or mercury powered engines. So you have the uh the Rukma Vimana where this one is described to have been fueled uh by a mixture of both mercury and elephant's urine. Now I'm not sure if it's elephant's urine like is necessary like that's vital or you know donkey urine could be interchangeable. I'm not 100% sure. Um but it's definitely mentioned that though it's Definitely made a point that it has to be elephant urine and mercury and some type of mixture are. Uh, you got to think used. that maybe the the elephant urine that like that's the evolution because they're like, well, you know, what produces more piss than a donkey? Obviously, a fucking elephant. The next logical choice is <laughs> elephant. When yeah, we hear these things, it makes me it makes me think that these you know, we see these ancient cultures and stuff. You know, and we we say it all the time. Maybe it was just because mercury looked cool, but they would have these pools and pools of mercury. But when we constantly see stuff like this and they're, you know, mixing it with piss, I'm like, maybe this was just like fuel reserves. This is where they kept the fuel, right? They were holding, this is, they were hoarding gas, you know, in ancient times for these Vimanas. For the fuel. So, yeah, it, it, and I would say, yeah, that could possibly be a way, I don't know, maybe that's how they preserve their fuel with, uh, with donkey or elephant urine. I'm not sure if that is a way to, because we, we don't know the chemical makeup of this fuel i i don't know if that would be well, a uh, ideal preserving listen, I don't agent know, why wouldn't you use human like it's got to be something to do with the animal piss though because why wouldn't you just use human piss yeah it's got to be question it's got to be some <laughs> like, you know what I mean? some chemical like, in the piss it's got to be because like you gotta you gotta actively collect that elephant piss whereas like you were just like yo just everyone piss in this trough and it's gonna go flow to the mercury so we can power this thing. Like someone's going with a bucket to collect this elephant piss. And it's not like you know when it's pissing. So you got to have like an elephant catheter. This is a big process. <laughs> this is a, you got, we got a huge production going on to collect enough yeah. elephant piss. Imagine yeah. being the guy having to follow the elephant around with a fucking bag <laughs> and collecting that piss. Jesus. Yeah. Like I, I'm trying to think of like the logistics of how, what would be the best way if you were like, hey, we're, we've got this Vimana, we just, all we need now is some elephant piss. One, you better hope it's a tamed elephant. 
Jesus. Because you got one, you've got one fucking trip from one elephant fucking piss. It says elephant bladder can hold up to 160 liters of fluid. Oh, buddy, that's a fuck. two full tanks. That's a fucking, that's a swimming pool of piss, boys. Gold mine. Like, that's, that's a piss pool. Like, that's. All I know is if fucking we were alive back then, that would have been our job, probably. Except for Dan. We'd be the guys chasing the fucking elephants around with bags. Yeah, yeah we got it. Hey, Don't someone, worry. someone's got to do it, and it was probably very well respected job. Probably not, but that's okay. <laughs> so yeah, the, I like like I said, these are descriptions of craft from a you know relatively modern source. So um, some people would say like, oh, they had these advanced descriptions in ancient Indian texts, and it's like not exactly. They don't have these these one hundred percent. Or un, I mean, unless you believe the claims of the the author saying that these were channeled through uh, an ancient holy man ghost. Okay, so, uh, to them, I want I want to ask more questions about this because I mean the internet lore is ripe with Vimanas. so yeah, a, a lot of the places cite that although he channeled these, they're actually like they found actual texts, but you're saying that they actually never did find any texts that translated to the same. I mean, like the Vamanika, <laughs> the the Manika Shastra technically is a text, and they're saying that it was translated from dictated from a ghost to a person and that that person that was dictated to them was taking like descriptions from ancient texts. Okay. So yeah. So I guess, yeah, it just depends where, where you look, I guess. But, Seems legit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got the same thing filling fucking churches on a weekly basis, making millions and millions of dollars, exact yep. same story. So yeah, I can dig it. So yeah. And like there's, the descriptions that kind of like uh, Danikin and Childress use, like they say, like these are quotes from the Ramayana. Like they're, some of them are a little bit paraphrased. Like they're not, you can go through and look for them yourself. There's 20,000 like paragraphs or something. Like you can buy them in English. Go to Amazon. You can buy it. Ramayana or Mahabharata. The King James, the King James version. Well, yeah, but it's like, <laughs> but it's anything, but it's like, yeah, you can buy like an English translation. It's just like Beowulf. Like you've read, like there are tons of translations right. of Beowulf. Yes, I've you know. seen the movie. Except for this is real. Right. Well, Beowulf may have been real too. Michael Crichton <laughs> made a whole book about it called The Eaters of the Dead. And then Antonio Banderas was in the movie. Antonio Banderas. The two, I fucking love that movie. No. Based so on book, good. Based on Beowulf. <laughs> so, God, yeah. So you can, you can. You might be able to to write off some of it. You could argue maybe it's just like a a difference of translations, like interpretations, um, like any ancient text. Mm -hmm. Some of these are um, translated over and over again. And so but like th we that do makes me have sense in, if like with the translations and stuff, I wonder if that's when they're you know that's when someone's making these drawings is based off a off of a written description of what these things can do. Because some of the drawings look stupid, <laughs> right? Well, but when you think of like what if someone's describing it as like this transmedium object of like hey, it it can go on land, it goes in air, it goes in the sea, and someone's like, oh, perfect, yeah, it's yeah, but it doesn't have to look cool to work. No, it doesn't have to look cool to work. Fucking Priuses look stupid, but those fucking things work. So what about the connection then? Like why? I mean, from what I've read, a lot of these like ancient temples from the area are shaped like the descriptions of these Vimanas, like a... So Vimanas are an actual thing. Yeah. Like, they're not just this this craft. They're actually like a, 
a piece of architecture that usually go on top of a, a, a Hindu temple or things like that. But those actually like the origins of those go all the way back, like to the original meaning of the mana, which was like, a, it is usually a palace. It was used to describe a palace mm. of either like a, a ruling noble or a king. And then it eventually became like a temple. That's what it looks like though. Like it, those ones that look like pyramid, it looks like a floating fucking palace. Yeah. Yeah. It totally does. I mean, that's yeah. where, I mean, where else would the gods live? <laughs> I guess In the I, atmosphere of Venus. Sure. Mount Olympus. Mm-hmm. I guess in my mind, it's like, okay, well, what's the original inspiration for shaping the top of the temple like this? Yeah, no shit. Like, well, it's like, it's supposed to be like a representation of like a castle. Of the god of the gods and the chariots. Like when we, like this is a little bit off topic but not but like yeah. when we went to chicken pizza you saw those like flat landing spots mm-hmm. but you imagine you just place a fucking v- vimana on there oh. and it looks exactly it look exactly like a fucking temple yeah it would just right? yeah oh. it would complete it like that'd yeah, be badass like fucking transformers and shit yeah uh <laughs> yeah you could definitely make that it argument. lands there and then just chicken pizza just <laughs> <laughs> yeah man yeah i'd say so uh, like Vimanas are uh, the funny thing is, is like, they're not even really, I, I don't think they're really jumped into the, the real like ancient astronaut theory until like, but like maybe like mid 2000, like early 2000s yeah. when they popped in, uh, in there making that thing. Like I know Danikin had, even in his books, he, he goes in and talks about, um, not necessarily about Vimanas themselves, but he talks about like, you know, descriptions, uh, much like Braden's question in the beginning, like, you know, there, there's these descriptions of all of these cataclysmic events and, you know, gods wielding, you know, uh, mighty weapons and uh, vehicles and things like this flying across the sky and fighting in the, the atmosphere. Sounds and all so these awesome. So sounds fucking awesome. No. <laughs> I'd watch that. I'd watch it. I might even read it if there's pictures. Like, I let's mean, see it. It's like, <laughs> so, um, I mean, there's tons. There's tons of like Hindu movies like that, that that talk about these things. Like they they do these movies like about this. There's a bunch of them, um, and yeah. So, it, so he talks about these things and these vamanas. So vamanas have like now evolved into this kind of. Uh, you know, they're very. Um, they're actually like a now they're kind of like a point of contention in like Hindu culture about um, a lot of like uh, a lot of academics and, and uh, like we said like the people who had um, you know take you know taken the v- v- Vamanika Shastra looked at it and this and like people are kind of saying like yo I know people are kind of taking things out of context like right. these are um, so stuff like that but um, probably good here is probably a good place to ta- take a break because there's some other uh internet lore that comes up which is a pretty pretty there's a pretty good one sounds good it's been bopping around so all right we'll talk about that we'll one. take a quick break and we'll be right back we're back we were gonna and do so, a punjabi gym skip but zell kiboshed it I didn't say shit. <laughs> Buddy, what, what, what the fuck, Jim? You don't want to fucking do it anymore, Jim? What the fuck? Um, I wanted it. Buddy. I wanted it what bad. The fuck? Yeah. It would have been great. I thought it was coming. It did go on for 35 minutes. Yeah, that's fine. It was too much. It was awful. That's fine. Don't, don't, you know, so. you know how terrible we are at accents. You don't want to yeah. hear that shit. <laughs> 
So, uh, like I was saying, so the Vimanas have actually become like a point of contention within the scientific community uh, in India. Like they, they've actually had them um, <laughs> like they had at least one uh, the, the 102nd Indian Science Congress back in 2015. There was a bit of a ruckus when there were claims made in a uh, uh, during one of the sessions. So they had like a they had one of the. um uh, presenters like come up and, and, and do what th- their kind of uh, talks and uh, this was a it, it was titled Vedic Science Through Sanskrit and this was uh, presented by Captain Anand J. Bodas who uh, used quotes from the Vamanika uh, or Vamanika Shastra to posit that airplanes and flying craft existed in India over 7,000 years ago, and that these craft were not only capable of flying through the skies of Earth, but were also possibly uh, able to traverse the distances between planets as well. And so there was a bit of a ruckus. They said that like a, it was, there was like a big to do in, in the Indian media about like uh, people getting thrown out of the conference because they were like they're, uh, you know, people yelling questions. And there was some criticisms of his present his presentation Just and um, brawling. <laughs> well, people had to be escorted. They were saying that people had to be escorted out of the room. Uh, these kinds of things. Uh, some of it. Some of it is exaggeration. I, I, I'm sure I would it's imagine. Like a, a uh, little bit of that, uh, like some of the scientists that actually got interviewed about it. They're like, no, we didn't get escorted out of the room. Like we left really like we were just asked to leave by the host. Like, like, no, we asking I them- kicked ass on the way out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> well, they said that they were asking questions and that the, the presenters weren't forthcoming and, and the, the supporters of the, the speakers uh, were kind of already seemed to be heavily biased. Um, and didn't want any questions that would challenge the the theories that were being presented. So they kind of the the presenters said they they had asked them to leave, and the guys yeah, just said, okay. It was like left. us when those uh, <laughs> the Vulcan engine guys came and interrupted us at <laughs> yeah yeah, but yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> they those guys came to ringside and interrupted your promo. Yeah, yeah. The they came up there guys? all sweaty. They're like, can we get up there and talk about our stuff? We're like, uh, no. No. I see like, you have extra microphones. There. I see you have extra microphones up there. Can I get up there and take a microphone and Be- explain my theories on anti Holy fuck. Sounds like the guy should be asking where his stapler's at. <laughs> yeah. No, you no. My stapler? His jaw was actually going like this, too. Oh, so the guy's on GHB. Oh, yeah. He was on something. Jesus. So he's sweating and he's grinding his jaw. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. Mm. Fucking GHB. <laughs> We know that, or or we could call it applesauce, thanks to yeah. fucking Sean One, yeah. or not Sean Rick One. <laughs> <laughs> That's my bad. Rick Sean One, Rick One, there. yeah, Rick One. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> uh, so now Vimanas have not only entered in like they're, they're actually like in the part of the science, like academic science arena. They're in there, uh, but you also have them have now become like a staple of internet lore like vimanas as a type of ancient technology that it existed uh they are now kind of you you see articles pop up every now and then and and one of the more popular ones was the uh uh, you see there's a couple articles that report that there was a 5,000 year old vimana found in a Mm. cave in afghanistan (laughs) that's awesome so Mm. 
the 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 articles kind of vary on their language, but it usually boils down to in the summer of 2012, the leaders of the you know of most powerful nations and most influential countries. Canada uh, made Canada. I don't think Canada Canada was on the list. (laughs) No, (laughs) nope. (laughs) Canada wasn't on the list. Sorry. Um, well, obviously, it was a mistake then, Dan. Big mistake. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this Huge obviously mistake. can't be real if you know this is not legitimate. If Canada we, wasn't on there, we probably didn't uh, get but, the the post in time. <laughs> uh, that, and you guys wonder why Canada went on strike. That's the fucking reason, right there. Being left out of shit. So they allege that uh, due to the uh, consecutive visits that a number of international leaders made to Afghanistan in 2012, uh, namely uh, Barack Obama, David Cameron, Nicholas Sarkozy, and Angela Merkel, um, mm-hmm. they were saying that these these weren't just visits to troops like in a conflict zone and these things. And I think Merkel also uh, visited. There was some stuff going on about uh uh, there was an American troop that actually ended up like shooting a bunch of civilians during that time as well. And it was kind of a, that, that stuff, but they were saying that they were actually there or at least during their visits um, were there to address the issue of a 5,000 year old Vamana, the aerial vehicle uh, supposedly from ancient India that had been discovered in a cave and had caused the disappearance of at least eight American soldiers Disapp- who had been sent in there. So what? So now this Vamana is it's supposedly some Stargate shit. Well, and it, it gets even cooler because this Vamana was supposedly rumored to have belonged to Zarathustra. Super hard Zarus, name to pronounce. Zarathustra. Yeah, Zarathustra. Better. Thrustra. I like. Yeah, I like Andrew. Um, so, anyways, this guy's an he's an Iranian or Persian prophet, philosopher, mystic, magician, miracle worker. So awesome. all around fucking badass yep. that lived. I don't know what between. What do you want to say, Dan? Like 600 BC? Oh, I don't know off the top. He's the founder of Zoroastrianism, right? Like that, that's who we're talking about. So, but anyways, like this guy is like, no, they, they say that this guy was like pretty much built the foundations for modern religions around the world. Like this guy was just an absolute badass. We definitely need to touch on him in the future and do a fucking case file on his religion and everything about Just him. on him and his following. Yeah. Dude, well, Zoroastrianism is pretty cool. Like that. It's that, so that, cool, that's, man. That's like just, nice. this is... <laughs> This case while the Viamanas opened the door to this guy, like for me, anyways, yeah. like this is kind of like when we did with when we did uh Elisa Lam and I learned about Alistair Crowley, right? Same kind of deal. This guy's fucking awesome. We definitely put have it on the list, him. super fucking cool. So, yeah, so th- that is uh one of the things like it, that. I don't, I think that differs from article uh, to article as well as to, to who it, it belonged to necessarily. But yeah, that's one of the things, but these soldiers were said to have discovered it on a scout mission into one of the deserts in Afghanistan. And they said that this, this Vimana had been protected by some type of energy barrier that had prevented the troops from extracting the Vimana. But then that these, troops had been sucked into some type of time field like yeah, like a time, time well, well like is a, what i read oh yeah it's sorry a time, a time well. well yeah that's time the well. word they used yeah. i'm sorry time well i've seen i've seen like an unbelievably terrible d movie like <laughs> lifetime movie on the same premise yeah it, oh. the 2008 hey, movie the I've maybe right. Yeah. Some of those made for TV movies. Some of no, them on the it, no, Women's is, Network. Those are good. Some of them are uh, good. Yeah. good films. Great actors. Anyone who acts spends time acting in those 
is just scum in my book. Yeah, sounds like a guy that has zero IMDb. Zero IMDb over page. there. From zero. Old. That's all I hear there. That's it. I'm waiting for an A-list movie. Yeah. It says the scumbag in the fucking Golden Knights yeah. jersey. You see this new turncoat? You see this new nose? Look at this. Turncoat. That's yeah, A-lister yeah, yeah. nose right there, buddy. I don't know about that. Like All a, I hear is double barrel fucking breathing up that thing. It's made everything worse. Double left. I vote we pinch it back. <laughs> this guy needs to eat another fucking left hook. So doing a little due diligence on the uh, the story itself, like I went to go in and check in. They said, uh, you know, most of the claims saying that the the world leaders had visited within a week of each other. I went back to look at the, the schedules of, of when they had arrived there. You had uh, Merkel there in uh, March 12th of 2012. Obama was on May 1st. Uh, David Cameron was July 18th. And Nicolas Sarkozy was in the country at July 12th. So not exactly within a week of each other, within a short interval, a couple months like th- yeah. that summer, yeah, I guess spring and summer. Kinda. See, here's, here's the thing for me is I'm like, so if this is, there's American troops that are there and they've been lost, wouldn't it make sense that Obama would have been the first one there? Well, it's also the fact that it's like, when would he have time to do there to to go to this thing? So how do you ship a president all the way out into the middle of the desert into I a mean, conflict, zone. conflict, conflict already, zone? This kind of sounds like a big deal, though. A little bit. They're currently they're currently in conflict with that country in this time frame. Like they didn't have a fucking peace agreement until what twenty fucking twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah there, it was an active conflict zone. Like it was still, yeah, like, there was stuff going so on. So he here. sent his girl Merkel and he's like, yo, report back to me. <laughs> if this is the real yeah. deal, I'll come check it out. But the, this, like Braden said, uh, th- this, this story popped up around like 2012 or so like that. Um, this is 100% the plot to the movie, the objective from 2008. <laughs> like the, there is, is a movie about us soldiers going and find, they actually call it, they go to search for an object in the desert, a reported uh, archeological find. And they, in part of it, there are lines where they refer to it as a Vimana. So it's like, this is 100% this, the plot to that movie from 2008. <laughs> Isn't this not super similar to the like what, the Philadelphia experiment though too? Yeah, it's like the same time warp hypothesis kind of thing. Well, the whole like being well, I mean, being caught in a time well or a stasis. No, field did, is did a anyone get fused like, to a bulkhead? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> did, do we got? Do we have bulkhead Bundeep or anything like that? Like, did we well, get not cool? necessarily because they don't fuse. They don't fuse through solid objects. I mean, it's more okay. like a time well. Like they're t- they're caught in like a stasis field. I think it's more like it. Like they're not. Um, it's more like. Um, so you're telling me there is no existence of bulkhead Bundeep? You can I, swear by that, Dan. Uh, I, there might be. I don't know. Nothing <laughs> that's, public. that's all I need to know. It's possible. Okay. I suppose. Okay. So anything's possible. Right. Then, so the internet says all these world leaders are going to Afghanistan because there's this. Vimana. Yeah, that year they're saying that all of those those world leaders that attended that seemed to uh, visit Afghanistan within that relatively short span of time within yeah. months of each other uh we're supposed to have been visiting in order to and, to and, see this object and, and discuss, what's their like, cover what story because they when they went there we know mm-hmm. they went there but what's for the troops they're doing a concert for the yeah. troops man. they all went there for like they were going there to visit for the troops with troops um uh like when merkel when merkel went like after that um th- there was like a pretty serious incident with a u.s service member had killed like 12 civilians and it's probably something to do with that but um 
yeah, it could also be a Vimana. I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, like, well, sure. but, okay, here's a fucking stupid question. It's dumb, and I'm probably getting too ahead of myself here, but like, so we're saying that these ancient civilizations, they had these cult. Who the fuck, like, how did they, how are they not in charge of everything now? Because, like, who the fuck dethroned these guys that are flying around and flying pyramids with laser guns, smashing everybody? I don't understand. Maybe they just left. Like, maybe no one, like, maybe they left. Yeah, but, but they say, like, they have two different types of Vimanas, ones that are piloted by the gods and ones that are piloted by the by fucking everyday normal people yeah we crashed all those ones <laughs> and we died <laughs> we weren't very that's good it? at flying <laughs> um like that's see, don't understand here, here's the thing when i when i look at this this afghan trip by the by the the presidents and premiers and chancellors whatever the i don't know all their whatever titles. the fuck they're called yeah <laughs> if i was in their shoes let's say i'm the you know prime minister of canada and Obviously, something comes across my desk, or you know, they're like, "Oh, hey, you know, meet with this. You want to go to Alberta and see this, and go to Ottawa." And then they're like, "Hey, by the way, in Afghanistan, we found a Vimana." And I'd be like, first off, I'd be like, "What, what the hell is that?" Excuse me. And then they tell me what it is, and I go, "Okay, you you found one." And they go, "Yeah," and that's not all. Eight American troops went in to extract it, and they're stuck in some sort of time loop. I'd be like, "Okay, well, I'm going there." Hello. I want to see this thing. I got to see. I mean, this if you're giving me the option of if you're going, give me the option of going to fucking there, Afghanistan or Alberta. I'm definitely going to Afghanistan. Yeah, me too. Fuck that. Well, let's think about this. Is not that long after when we talked about stargates. That one of the reasons the infiltration of Iraq was the stargate in the ziggurat of Ur or whatever the fuck it was called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go. Well, maybe that's the reason why they went to Afghanistan in the be- to begin with. Started with it started with the Vimana. It took them that long to find it, and in the meantime, while they're in Afghanistan, they found out that the Stargate was in Iraq. So then the military conflict shifted to Iraq to find the Stargate first, which led Whoa. to the clue to find the Vimana in Afghanistan. I mean, you could go for both: get a Vimana, get a Stargate, get two birds stoned at the same time. Perfect, done. Wrap it up. Let's go. It's interesting to me that they would go th- like is it is it pretty standard for presidents and chancellors of, like of this caliber to all go to like hotly contested like is it pretty standard to come across flying spaceships from the ancient time well, well I'm just it's not unusual no. <laughs> for heads of state to visit troops in like combat zones like that's not unusual like yeah, get, yeah. every okay. usually musicians pres- comedians it at and least like presidents. once a year i'm pretty sure like that's usual thing um, for them to do, it's usually kind of traditional responsibility for them to visit troops that are within those. That really those seems zones. like a high risk, low reward scenario. Well, they land at a military really? base. It's like they go to a base and it's like it's usually like a pretty top secret, like when they arrive and all that stuff. So it's not like jet escort and there. everything. Yeah. Yeah. They, they show but up like a, I. Yeah. Like. I've never met. It's a morale thing. Like I've never met a president or anything, but like hmm. I'm saying right now, like I'm I'm not a Justin Trudeau hater or anything. But if he showed up in my town and I ran into him, and he was like, "Oh, shaking hands," and I saw him, I would not like go to the crowd of people to like get a handshake with him because I don't care. He's I'm like he's a politician. I I I could care less about this guy. You're telling me that him like. The president showing up, everyone's just like, oh, God, we're just got to fight harder now. <laughs> well, I mean, he is your boss. In the, in the U.S. military, I mean, any military, like, he's your boss, pretty much. Like, 
Buddy, could you imagine if fucking WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump showed up? That's going to fire the whole fucking crowd up, boys. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. I like that. I like that as we should only refer to him ever as WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump. What else has he done? What else, what else makes yeah, that guy real? Let's leave the other stuff. Just yeah. WWE Hall of Famer. That was the Old peak. Donnie Dorito skin. I like okay. it. Good for him. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cue the yeah, but if you're trying to dig, it, you're trying to dig into that one, it is one. Of, it is the plot. I, I think the guy's hilarious. I like. Really I like them. Um, no. So what else? We what was next? I see in the notes here. This one was interesting. So it's usually when when um, you know the, the the ancient astronaut crowd mentioned the Vamanas and like the Mahabharata and the Ramayana. Uh, like we we said before, you, you can't go without mentioning like the the magnificent or the fantastical weapons that the gods seem to wield during their battles and, and things like this. So you, you have these um, weapons of serious mass destruction uh, or magical, Oof. almost magical destruction, uh, wiping out entire armies and, and laying entire swathes <clears throat> of land to, to waste and things like this. Blasts more brilliant than a thousand suns. <sighs> boys that's right from sanskrit so right? <laughs> and um so there are certain areas that are uh usually brought up when talking about the potential existence of not only these flying craft but perhaps these craft had wielded some type of nuclear weapon ancient nuclear weapons uh these cities usually include uh the city ancient city of mohenjo-daro uh, mm -hmm. Harappa, and then there's also an at least one other area which is outside of Jodhpur, India. Um, so it's the Rajasthan. Yes, that, is that the one you're talking about? That's got like the radioactive cinder. Uh, maybe that one. I th uh, yeah, it's like north. It's like northwestern India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Um, so you have you have these these areas which seem to uh, support the theory. Um, some archaeologists have, have posited that perhaps um, like Mohenjo-Daro is usually a pretty big one. And they say that the population had been killed off by some tor some type of atomic explosion around 1500 BC because that city seemed to have been like kind of wiped out there there are these um, claims of skeletons that give off uh, you know, higher levels of radioactivity than the, the surroundings than they should. Um, you know, they say that there, there are, there are evidence of uh, vitrified uh, like sand and objects, like things that have been both like heated and then cooled off in a, in a quick in quick succession. Therefore, like it, these are, it, this is, uh, could be interpreted as evidence of like an atomic explosion that there's this extreme, yeah heat and then you know cools off super fast so well, you have like they, they compare it to like, like the white sands or what's the what was the testing base for the first bomb oh yeah like white sands or los alamos or something like yeah that. so like, they have high heat like it's not bikini bottle not bikini right? bottle <laughs> not it's not it's bikini something which bikini at all not bikini which is, yeah there you like, go like at those te at those testing sites they have like uh they have nuclear get like glass from the high heat that's the only time like sand can form into glasses at like 1700 degrees and it only really happens from like it can happen from like volcanic nuclear or like cosmic impact well and, they, and like they when they exhume these areas too they have like 
they have found like I think it was something like fifty five different skeletons just like strewn throughout these areas that have like it just in the most the weirdest positions that it just doesn't make sense for people to be fucking like die and still be left there. And then when you dig into the I'm gonna fucking butcher it, the the Mahabharata. Um, they good. have records. They have records of like inv- individuals that were around these areas that suffered from losing their hair, finger- fingernails, malnourishment, the crops being fucking polluted, and, and you know what I mean. Like, which all that kind of shit down sounds like you know side effects of nuclear fallout, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the that's poison. fucking. It's pretty fucking wild. Yeah, I mean, it's either that or food poisoning, right, Dan? <laughs> yeah, or leprosy. <laughs> Leprosy. I mean, <laughs> I mean, leprosy does that too. Lepre- leprosy doesn't kill the crops and stuff, though, as also reported in yeah, some dude. of these. So, I was, I, because drought and leprosy can't happen at the same time. I mean, obviously, fucking not. Not. Right? Come yeah, on, man. No way. No. What kind of textbooks are you reading, buddy? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the, the this the topic of the existence of ancient nuclear weapons is a big one. So, there's because there's a lot of uh, there's actually you know, a a couple of claims about how these, how these cities might've been connected or how these uh, events had probably shaped these, these areas. So I think, I think we definitely have to talk about this. We'll talk about this on a further case file. Like I think this is what they say warrants a full case That's what happened to the Sahara desert is what, right. Isn't that what they say? What happened to the Sahara desert? Well, the Sahara desert. Well, I, the earliest legend that I know is that that was caused by the, the Greek God Helios's son, Phaeton uh, dragging the sun across the the Come top on, of Phaeton, you son, son of a bitch. bitch. Yeah. When he yeah, what the fuck you doing, man? Well, he didn't know how to drive the chariot, so that he stole the key. Not necessarily stole the keys, but his father gave him the keys or the reins to the the chariot that pulls the sun across the sky. And then so in that he couldn't handle it, and uh, it ended right. up you know setting Insta- the world ablaze. Instead of instead of chariot, think about Vim- Vimana, and instead of sun, he had the fucking. Torch and Nuclear just weapon. torching this, like you know where it says he, you, it follows the path of the like the propulsion. Mm. He just had it pointed to the earth. It was just like, just, boys, we've all been there when the parents toss keys to you the first time and it's oh, stick yeah. and you're fucking grinding gears for the first time, wrecking shit. Like I've been there. Um, let's let's get into final thoughts on Vimanas. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a t- there's a ton more to go through with the. I mean, Vedic texts in, in general are just like full of like interesting history. So we'll, we'll come back to because the amount of stuff that's in those warrants its own case file. So we'll go back into possible nuclear, pretty much nuclear destruction of civilizations and all the rest in another case file. But um, as far as far as the Vimanas, for me, this is a it's a very there's a lot to read on Vimanas. Like you can, or you can find, an, you can, vi- you can find like any avenue and you could go down the avenue for like hours reading about, because pretty much the theory is that Vimanas were the vehicles of the gods, like the ancient astronaut theory and the vehicles of the gods were like the, you know, the, pro- the proto humans, I guess, like they started humanity and we got this technology from them. And the reason we don't find it is because they took it with them is pretty much that theory. So as far as like, I mean... In all religions around the world, they always have like these, these crazy stories of like you know sky beings, sky gods, people coming from the sky. So in that fact, I'm always interested to hear, like the what gods are aliens is pretty much what this comes down to again. So this is just another version of gods are aliens, 
just for me, when, when you get into it and Dan's explaining it and it's hard to link like the, the story that was given to this, I forgot, I, his name escapes me. It was given to, given to him through a dream, through like premonition. It's hard to like get concrete evidence, I guess, between like the actual, the texts and the descriptions given in his dream. So, but it, it sounds like Vaman is like, it, I mean, they all look like the tops of temples. So for me, I think it's a cool subject, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sold that the Vimanas are exactly as advertised by Childress and company. Uh, yeah. I'm, I like going through this one and then looking at the pictures and just theorizing about it tonight. Um, you know, it made me think that perhaps, you know, we always hear about these things, all these ancient sites on, you know, these like ley lines and in, in rows of each other. And I wonder if that had something to do with powering these Vimanas. And then like Andrew said is like at, at Chichen Itza, it's, you know, there's these spots where it looks like landing pads. And if these things maybe traveled from these sites, they travel along these ley lines to another one and they'd plop down and it would look like just the rest of the compound. Um, Right. You know, is Chichen Itza going to take off one day? Uh, you can't tell me it's not. <laughs> uh, but like, that's what it, I kind of run to. And then the fact that these things, um, you know, some were powered by God, some were driven by us. Obviously the ones driven by us after the, the gods have laughed, um, maybe they fell into states of disrepair. Maybe we crashed them. Right. We just didn't know what to do with them. Now, when you look at that Afghanistan thing where about the time dilation, it makes me think that maybe these things aren't traveling, but maybe they can, you know, bend time and space. So it's not like they're traveling from distant stars or something, but maybe they can move through time and we just don't understand how they operate. Um, and they visited us eons ago. And, you know, that knowledge has since been lost. That's kind of where my brain goes. I like that. Uh, well, for me, like, you know, I'm starting to build a nice little fucking database of all these different theories and stories. And it's about know, time. Seem <laughs> well, that's the thing. It took me, boys, almost 200 episodes. I'm a late bloomer. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, I was fucking sporadic for the first fucking 150. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> Anyways. So I just, I'm starting to see these common themes being built here. And like this right here seems like the Indian version of fucking the Anunnaki mm -hmm. to me. Right. Yeah. Like it's just, it, 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 there's all these common themes that are weaving these fucking stories together. And it just leads me to believe like there's gotta be some small truth in these fucking stories. Cause there's like 90% of the time there is. Right, some of these mytho these mytho mythology stories have some truth to them, and it makes me like I'm I'm really starting to fucking buy in here that there's got to be fucking something here. Something there really has to be. Like each one of these cultures have their own Anunnaki, they have their own pyramids, they have their own you know. There's just these common themes everywhere we go, and for a fucking simple-minded fuck like me, it's just like Occam's razor. It's like the simplest explanation. Like each one of these people have. A story like this and they all have something in common and especially in times where these people had no way of communicating with each other right yeah right like it's just 
I don't know, it's boys. Fun. It's just, it's not, it, it's fucking rocket appliances, but it's not. <laughs> so I don't, I'm, I'm trying to fucking figure it out, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I love it. It's coming around. He, that's a hundred percent a reaction to the review of Andrew. Uh, we got a negative review saying that we're becoming a skeptic podcast and we should dump Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't see I didn't that. see that one well, either. That, that? Hey, that guy better change his review. Get out of town. <laughs> we who's gotta it, who's come that around. Guy? Who's that guy? Some Fuck nerd. <laughs> Suck my ass. <laughs> All right, Dan, what do you think? Um, there's there's a bit of things like 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 we said before that there is the problem of like the probably perhaps mistranslations or misinterpretations of some of these things. Um, if you want to go back and look through the lens of the ancient astronaut theory and you want to reinterpret all mythologies that the gods are aliens, you can do that. I mean, it's plenty with the knowledge that we have today of the technology that we have now or that we're aware of or that has been conceived in both, you know, uh, not just like science itself, but science fiction. You can go back and look at these things and sure, you can come up with the ideas that, you know, there existed uh, another race or an alien race or an advanced human civilization that had these things. Like, you can do that. That's fine. Um, it's just a matter of finding the 100% hard proof. Um, there is some contention about uh, the Vimanas are being part of a type of kind of historical revisionism within Hindu culture. Um, some historians kind of view it as this, that there is a certain amount of uh, like pseudo history that's being injected into the Hindu culture at this point from some of the conservatives and like the hardcore religious ones um, who are kind of going back and looking at these things, much like we have in the United States, we have uh, parts of the culture that take the Bible literally 100% literally all of it, not just some of it, but all of it, you know, and there's, there's some historians saying that there's kind of this, this movement within India to, to kind of go do that. Um, Hindu culture is kind of in itself. Um, while it is ancient, it is also a little bit more recent. There is this, um, if you look at it culturally, you have to, you have to admit that like Sanskrit as a language, uh, most linguists and, and like historical linguists and things like that will say that it's very complicated. It's very complex. It has a lot of grammar rules and it has a lot of stuff and it can take years, decades to master mm. Sanskrit itself, like the way it thinks. But as it would be, it's a language that evolved over thousands of years. And um, the thing is, at one point when like India had been repeatedly invaded and parts of India and the, the culture had been kind of like smashed to pieces, a lot of people, there, there was a push when some of the kingdoms formed uh, to pretty much only the elites knew Sanskrit. Only mm. the elites would be able to read the Mahabharata and the Ramayana in the original text. They would only be able to, they would, not just like the royalty, not even the royalty, but you would have this elite um, sect of like religious uh, like religious officials that would be able to interpret and these things. So a lot of people, a lot of the, the original knowledge and things like that are kind of lost because it was never shared. It was never propagated within the culture. So some of these, you could say that some of these interpretations and these things might be mistranslations or things like that, because there's a lot of history within it that we might've lost something. We might've some of these things, but um, if, if you want to, if you want to read a real fun, uh, something that give give you something to think about Vimanas and like ancient cultures and like that. Just read aliens. your read and aliens. You want to read Roger Zelazny's Lord of light, uh, mm. his 1968 Hugo award-winning novel. Like just read that 
it's about it's about all this stuff and it, it puts it in a science fiction context and it's amazing it's super fun so if you want to read something like that like yeah go with that <laughs> all well, of this stuff is in there <laughs> Zell, let's uh let's fire up the randomatron um let's see what it spits out for us tonight all right let's dial it up Huh, that's weird, weird sound. What? Uh, one second. It's fucking skipping on me. Huh. I've never seen some fuck? of these lights before. My end. Um, What's something. I can't turn it off. You can tell these readings are off the chart, man. I can't fucking it's turn not it stopping. off. Whoa. Bypassing oh, yeah. What oh, the shit. fuck? Oh. Close the physical junction. Hit the fail safe. Bypassing for the safe mode. What? No! Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Bypassing program AI. Oh, uh, no. oh, flux capacitor must be broken. Preparing to assimilate with the ether. Something's happening on my desk here. This thing is... Dude, I can't uh, even touch my end of it. It's so hot. What the f... It's like glowing. It's fucking glowing. This thing is flashing. Uh... It looks like... Uh... It's... I don't know. It's all... It's all blurry around it. Like an, an orb. Shoot, do we power this... Do we power the studio down? a bunch down? of tiny little portals surrounding it. What is going on here? What the fuck? What happened? I don't know. It's gone. It physically gone? teleported. As that was building, it looked like some type of like visual disturbance started encircling it. Uh, it looks like it became charged, and then at the end... It vanished off my desk. Well, this looks like some kind of Terminator right, Two, well, like time travel. It's fucking now, gone. I mean, what are we? What? What's the? What's the play now? Like, what do we? I don't. Did we? I've never seen the I thing to begin with. For this, it had all my fucking um, samples in it. I've got. I had a like. I I don't even have the UFO case book anymore because it put it in it. Well, do we just uh, go to the Patreon supporters then, or theory, of the, week, theory of the week? I guess. Yeah, we'll have to. All we'll right. have to look more into uh, because I don't know. It started talking to us, and now oh. it's gone. So, also last week, uh, theory of the week, who he said Cheyenne is actually Shane, which the weirdest <laughs> Shane I've ever seen spelled in my life. That was Sorry, Shane? Shane. Yeah, he messaged. He's like, yeah. "Yeah, it's all good, boys. I'm a guy." <laughs> He's like, it's pronounced Shane. We were saying Cheyenne. It looked like Cheyenne. That's our bad. Yeah, that's our bad. Sorry. Uh, who'd we got? That's why you're not supposed to let me read things. Theorite of the week this week. Andrew, who do we got? Oh, man, this one's special. <laughs> this one's special to me for two reasons. First of all, this guy is fucking theater of the week because he's sporting our fucking merch next to his eight foot tall El Nasty that he's got propped up in his fucking driveway. That's, That's pretty dope. rad. <laughs> yeah, it looks like he's straight. He looks like he's a fucking fourth member of ZZ Top. All right. And not only is he getting it for all the wicked, the wicked merch. And the awesome fucking uh, El, El Nasty cutout he's got. But he also shares the same name 
as the Detroit Lions Hall of Famer, <laughs> Kelvin Johnson. There you go, Megatron. Congrats on Theory of the Week, buddy. That was a great photo. Awesome. That was a great photo with the dude. Guy's a beauty. You know, the fucking L nasty picture, like uh, cut out in his driveway. Yeah, he looks like he's fucking straight out of ZZ Top too. Guy's a beauty. Yeah. Wish I could grow a beard like that. Yeah, cheers. Thanks for supporting the show. Hell yeah, buddy. Sweet merch. All right. If you want to support your boys and get access to early early access to case files, the live streams, all the bonus stuff, head over to patreon.com slash alien theorist podcast or find the link tree description in the podcast description here on Spotify. Easy. This week's newest theorites. We got Pike. Divya. Pandia. Someone trying to fuck with me? I don't know. That's, did something poke out to you guys there? Divya Pandya? Mm, I don't know. Solid Lib. Sean Smith 1. Professor Booty. Nice. Colin O'Neill. Jack Burton. Coleman Stewart. <laughs> what, Dan? What are you laughing at? Jack Burton. Oh. Chad, Captain, Caveman, Marks. Kimberly Venonix and Jake Ragu. Hey, very we've much. come a long big ways. We've come a long ways from the time of Zell having to fake names to get people to join our Patreon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and as we always say at the end of these things, keep those eyes on the skies. See you See in after you hours. Peace.